how exactly a video game inspired an interesting short story in my mind that I'll never write, but still came up with also good uh, premises for a game that might happen in some way, shape, or form down the road. Who knows? Um, I've been tinkering around with some games that I've purchased, but I never actually did anything since this is the perfect time to do it during this, uh, during this pandemic shutdown. And, um, I decided to play Reigns, uh, that, uh, on my phone, playing Reigns, I haven't done it on the computer. And, uh, while it's the cursed, uh, cursed king trying to go through and watch his heirs try to... Uh, unlock the world and try to break the curse. There were certainly some interesting scenarios that popped up, and uh, one of them was <clears throat> a king that had started um, started a uh, crusade and gave into the church so much that they had uh, essentially done a coup and taken him down and put his son in place. And uh, that son went through and stopped the Crusades, and his son um, eventually came back to try to stop his father. And uh, through the power of forgiveness and whatnot, uh, this character finally uh, released his son, and then eventually ended up dying about, uh, say, about two game years later. And it was a long, fruitful reign of 51 years. And then that son um, almost immediately died thereafter. And then the person who took over abdicated the throne almost immediately thereafter. And it was an interesting idea in regards to how exactly you set yourself up for something like this. Where are, where's those hooks? What exactly can you do? The first thing that I can see right now is obviously the thread of the religious overhaul, the religious side of the kingdom going through and actually having more control than letting on. Uh, the great-grandparent, as it were, um, going through and bending too much to the will of the church, trying to keep everyone on a religious faith, uh, on a religious track that would keep everyone one safe and sound and it would make sense with the crusade that was waged as that eventually uh, unlocked a second crusade that unlocked a certain card that allowed you to use another person as part of your uh, as part of your guidance and so whether or not it's through infidels or anything else along those lines it still gave me an idea on where it started and how once the power was so much, they decided to take the king off the throne. But the interesting thing on that is that the new king was not a part of the church, but part of the military. And so this would make sense and give some sort of idea as to how to stop that crusade by watching innocent people throw away their lives because this crusade does not actually work in some way, shape, or form. 
and the church, knowing that the infidels will not rest unless the crusade is completed, are working against the king to try to stop it. Now, the funny part is, is that this was the longest reigning king that I had in this game. 51 years of reigning, 80 years old, um, and it would make sense that the children were not going to last long anyways, just because at that point, that would probably be like 50 by the time they reigned, maybe 40, but probably 50. And being disposed of by a prince who is part of the faith and also trying to get some sort of uh, vengeance for the church um, certainly puts another interesting spin on that. And then the next person abdicating to clear out the throne even one year afterwards makes things far, far too interesting as far as what that section of that reality was. What exactly happened in that kingdom to allow this to happen? What were the things that put it in motion? And then how did it stop? Because it wasn't until uh, another hundred years that another crusade happened. And that crusade unlocked another thing. So the second crusade was more beneficial. But what happened to spark the first crusade? What happened to draw all the people in to make that happen, to make it go forward? And where are the gaming hooks in something like that? Where exactly can you start? Where can you end the campaign? Well, the most intriguing is probably going to be when the first king died and the second king came in. And that struggle of power between church and state and military um, being that kind of sweet conflict point with the background of the Crusades going on. Now, don't get me wrong, the Crusades lasted for another 20-25 years under this new king's reign. And they were very profitable, very... Uh, very stable and they kept feeding into the need to have the people constantly pushed up and spiked up and trying to get them motivated and all the decisions I made were to try to keep that fed keep that going with the pressure of knowing that eventually that was going to go away and when the opportunity came I instantaneously jumped on it to cancel out the crusade so then there's that other side of the coin of people uh, being disheartened by the crusade and the characters can come from that disheartened cast of people that came from the crusade or outsiders who don't understand where the crusade is or why the crusade is happening or what exactly is going on. And that opens the door for more intrigue and more uh, more plotting as maybe these common folk start weaving their way into the higher ups of the world and start integrating themselves into more of the political side and see how twisted and how motivated they are by greed and other things to try to make them go through. You can do the stereotypical trope if you want, or you can change it and adjust it to something completely different if that doesn't work for you. But it's something that you can consider as you go along. And even to the point where you can add it in as part of the last two years where you had the, the second king die, 
his son take over and die in almost a year. The person who took over and abdicated the throne in the next year. Those would be two juicy spots on where exactly to start the game because you're starting it in the most chaotic intrigue filled type situations where you are using the characters to set up that next king and that next king reigned for 20 years and it was somewhat uneventful um although it led to more corruption as it went along and the further the kings went the more corrupt they became until there was a pious one that came in and readjusted it so then you can use those as something to, you know, merge the story in, make the hooks as you go along. And uh, that's how, you know, I'm using games like this to at least kind of stimulate that brain, kind of stimulate that thought pattern and try to make that work. Um, that was kind of interesting to sit there and think about it at two o'clock in the morning when I couldn't go to sleep, um, because it was just something that kept the brain active and how exactly those things kind of paired out. And the way that I would think of it would be not so much in at least uh, a standard crusade, um, that was depicted in say like an earth setting. But perhaps a crusade between, you know, different uh, races or different um, different angelic beings or something, you know, where you have the head of the church is actually connected directly to someone who comes from another plane. And so that's what's causing this. It's not just, you know, someone trying to interpret the word of God, but someone who is actually getting the words from a deity that's a higher power and uh, how that slowly is twisted into something that doesn't really fit what the deity was asking for. And the struggle between having the different races connecting with each other and having a third or fourth race come in to fuel that particular uh, crusade and also fuel the fear that goes through the kingdom in order to make that happen. And so now you have your choice of different races and why exactly those races would be there to start the game and why exactly it would be imperative to have more diverse choices and more diverse classes to make that work and how exactly you can justify having, say, if you're playing Pathfinder 2.0, why you would have goblins uh, in this particular kingdom because it's something that maybe you know that was part of the part of the plan to use goblins tamed goblins or uh, converted goblins into you know a bombing force or into something that uh, the military force would use to try to keep the church away or the church would use to try to bomb the infidels or anything along those lines and you can see as you go along and you start merging in the other races and other ideas and other campaigns and whatnot, that you can easily merge this into even an existing world and have those threads laid out. So you can have even pre-existing characters and pre-existing uh, games go through and kind of merge that in and kind of bring up that hook as well so that way you can at least you know have something happening where maybe it tickles the fancy of one particular character whose hometown is now starting to fall apart because of these crusades 
So the reason why I'm bringing this up is just simply don't dismiss the things that you draw inspiration from. Don't dismiss the things that you're drawing inspiration to do things for. Sure, the game is not that in-depth. Sure, it's not that uh, not geared towards someone who games or you know does any uh, game mastering or dungeon mastering. It's not intended for use for something like that. It's just kind of a casual game. It takes about four hours to complete. But as you're paying attention to how those things lay out, those little bits can spark the ideas to give you a situation. Now I can take the character that I used from the last episode and put it her into this particular situation. And building out that character now gives me some threads in regards to what exactly happened here. And because that character is a little bit more rounded, the things that are in there for hooks allow me to merge that into, say, like this crusade situation and how exactly those crusades happened and why exactly this dwarf and these dwarves uh, were involved and why exactly they're getting their own uh, section of this world. Why exactly they exist, because it doesn't make sense if I'm going to make a character and this person's not going to have a place to go. So, just... Keep going out there. Keep trying to get inspired. Keep trying to find some things. Even if you don't game with other people, even if you're just making a setting for yourself, just go through and find out what exactly can inspire you and try to do that going forward. Because if you keep getting inspiration, keep taking those notes, eventually you're going to get something out of your head on the paper and kind of make it more interesting. And hey, maybe you can present it to someone to run a game with, or maybe you can have someone test it for you. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and get this taken care of and try to figure out what exactly I'm going to do with my time now since I have plenty of time on my hands and I have a stack of old school dragon magazines that I'm going through and trying to determine what exactly I'm going to do with them. Um, go out there and have a wonderful day. Go game your heart out. Go connect with your people and let them know that you care about them, especially in this time. And uh, may your roles ever be 20. Uh, take care and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.